48K News. It's one o'clock. I'm Robert Kemp. The headlines, a Hong Kong U medical expert calls for the police to be brought in over COVID variant contact tracing. The president of the Doctors' Association says the government needs a plan for more quarantine places and pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong and three others have been jailed for four to ten months for taking part in last year's banned June the 4th candlelight vigil. University of Hong Kong microbiologist Ho Pak Leung has called on police to investigate whether people deliberately conceal their movements around Hong Kong, hampering efforts to trace close contacts of COVID cases. Maggie Ho reports. Dr Ho was commenting on the case of a man who flew in from Dubai and was found with a mutated strain of coronavirus last month. Authorities struggled to find a link between his case and that of three foreign domestic helpers living in different parts of the city. Yesterday, they finally revealed the man and his girlfriend had attended a gathering with three people, who later met up with the helpers. He told the radio program that he hoped the government would prosecute anyone who was found to be lying to health authorities about their whereabouts. Dr. Ho also questioned the 21 days quarantine imposed on all residents of a building where variant cases are found. He suggested fully vaccinated people who are not considered close contacts should be quarantined for seven days and then put under medical surveillance. Meanwhile, the government has said 201,000 domestic helpers have so far taken a COVID test, with 330,000 having booked vaccination slots. Following the COVID variant outbreak, the government last month ordered non-vaccinated helpers to get tested by Sunday, a move seen by some as discriminatory. The government says it thanks the helpers for their cooperation. The president of the Public Doctors Association says the government needs to prepare more quarantine places. Over the past week, hundreds of households in four residential blocks have been quarantined for 21 days after one case of or more infectious strain was found in each of the buildings. In the latest, some 460 residents of Allway Gardens in Chunwan were tested, but no new cases found. Residents complained of chaotic evacuation. Dr. Arasina Ma says authorities need to be more prepared for a possible fifth wave of infections. First of all, we need to prepare larger capacity for quarantine because like yesterday, there are more and more multi-level buildings has been gathered to send for quarantine and now thousands and thousands of numbers of residents have been sent to the quarantine camp. And we all have read the news that the camps will be filled up soon and the service, the equipment, the food, the arrangements start to be a bit chaotic. Pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong and three others have been jailed for four to ten months for taking part in the banned June the 4th candlelight vigil last year. Vicky Wong has details. District Court Judge Stanley Chan said there was a sizable crowd at the vigil that night, which meant emotions could have run high and violence could have broken out. He said a deterrent sentence was needed. Joshua Wong was given 10 months in jail to serve after he's completed a four-month term he's currently serving. District Councillor Lester Shum got six months, while fellow councillors Tiffany Yoon and Janelle Lung were handed four months behind bars. They'd all pleaded guilty for their unauthorised participation to commemorate the 1989 Tiananmen Square massacre. Speaking outside court, Chow Hang Tong, the vice chair of the Hong Kong Alliance, which regularly organises the vigils, said she was disappointed with the ruling. She said there were gasps in the courtroom when the judge announced the starting point for sentencing at 15 months of Joshua Wong. She said this was longer than usual for cases of peaceful assembly. She accused the courts of failing to protect people's rights. The court keep on stressing that none of us have more freedom than others. But we are not seeking more freedom than others. We are seeking our guaranteed right under our constitution, under our basic law, under the Bill of Rights. 
it is the government responsibility to facilitate a peaceful assembly, to facilitate demonstration and assembly. And they have not done that. They just give you a blank ban, and if you disobey that, you got more than a year of imprisonment. That's not right at all, and that's not in accordance with international human rights principle. Students sitting the history paper of university entrance exams say they'll avoid questions on China. One student said his teacher shifted attention to other topics after a public exam question last year on Sino-Japanese relations was cancelled, despite students having completed it. Critics of the paper complained the question was biased. Philippine President Rodrigo Duterte is asking China to take back a 1,000 doses of donated Sinopharm vaccine after facing criticism for receiving a shot even though it hasn't been authorised for public use in the country. The president apologised but said his use of the vaccine didn't breach regulations because it was for compassionate use. Critics said Mr Duterte made a mockery of vaccine regulations while only Filipinos struggled with pandemic restrictions. Philippine regulators have approved vaccines from seven firms but only three have made deliveries. The United States has thrown its support behind an initiative at the World Trade Organization to waive intellectual property protections for coronavirus vaccines. India and South Africa proposed the move, which they said would increase vaccine production around the world. Oxfam's health policy manager, Anna Marriott, welcomed the U.S. announcement. So this is really the decision the world needed. Thousands of people are dying today who don't have access to a vaccine. And by backing a waiver of intellectual property protections for COVID-19 vaccines, the Biden administration can now help to really increase the global supply of vaccines and deal, you know, a death blow to this COVID pandemic. Drugs manufacturers have argued that the waiver won't necessarily speed up production because contractors may not have technical support in place. Greater Sydney will reintroduce a raft of restrictions after New South Wales recorded a second locally acquired COVID-19 case. Radio Australia's Tim Swanson reports. The two cases are a Sydney eastern suburbs couple in their 50s. The man's infection was revealed yesterday and although most of his close contacts have tested negative, his wife has now tested positive. Two new contact tracing locations have been released in Sydney's CBD and Bondi Beach. Restrictions have been reintroduced across Greater Sydney, including Wollongong, the Central Coast and the Blue Mountains, till Monday. Household guests are limited to 20. Masks are again compulsory on public transport and indoor public venues and aged care visitors are again limited to two people. New South Wales Premier Gladys Berejiklian said authorities had not been able to trace at least one other person with the virus. What we also know is that at least one person with the virus has been going around their business and we haven't found them yet. We don't know where they've been, we don't know if they've been to major events, we don't know who they've sat next to. Beijing has announced it's indefinitely suspending all activities under the China-Australia Strategic Economic Dialogue. Radio Australia's Tim Tina Quinn reports. It's the first formal freeze of a diplomatic mechanism since relations between the two countries soured. China's main planning body announced the move in response to actions by the Australian government. Beijing has accused Australia of carrying out a series of measures that disrupt normal exchanges and cooperation, saying the Commonwealth government has a Cold War mindset and ideological discrimination. High-level ministerial communication had already been frozen by China's government, with this latest move coming after the Morrison government cancelled a Belt and Road Agreement between China and the state of Victoria last month. The British government is sending two Royal Navy patrol vessels to the islands of Jersey just off the coast of Normandy in an escalating row with France over post-Brexit fishing rights. 
Reports say dozens of French vessels will blockade Jersey's main port today. French Maritime Minister has warned that Jersey's electricity supply could be cut. Here's the BBC's Jessica Parker. The largest of the Channel Islands, Jersey gets 95% of its electricity from France. The threat to cut supplies came after some French fishermen complained of being prevented from operating in British waters because of problems in getting a licence as part of new post-Brexit fishing arrangements. The French government's claimed that the new fishing arrangements had contained demands that had not been discussed and that it had not been notified about. American retail entrepreneur and Amazon founder Jeff Bezos says he's now ready to put people in space on a rocket launch from Texas. The first flight is scheduled for the for July the 20th. It's BBC's Jonathan Amos. Jeff Bezos was inspired by Apollo and while building his online retail empire has spent a big chunk of his fortune investing in his space hobby. His Blue Origin company has built a reusable rocket and capsule system called New Shepard, named after the first American astronaut and Apollo moonwalker, Alan Shepard. Mr Bezos is going to sell tickets for what will be 10-minute rides in this system. Passengers reaching the top of the climb will experience some brief moments of weightlessness and get a view of Earth's curved horizon. SpaceX has successfully landed its prototype Starship rocket at its Texas base on its fifth attempt. It's a big win for Elon Musk's space company. The last four tries ended in explosions. A small fire engulfed the base of the 50-metre-high vessel shortly after landing. Spokesman said this wasn't unusual with the methane fuel they were using. Scientists have uncovered Africa's oldest known human burial, made 78,000 years ago. The remains of a three-year-old child found in a cave on the Kenyan coast were astonishingly preserved. It was lying on the right side with knees near the chest and the skull resting on a support. Researchers said this pointed to a complex ritual that probably involved the participation of many members of the child's community. And a short time ago, the Hang Seng Innis was at 28,501. That's 83 points up on the previous close. Currencies, the US dollar is trading at 109.34 yen. The euro stands at 1 US dollar and 19 cents. And the pound is worth 10 Hong Kong dollars and 79 cents. Sport now and Chelsea will face Manchester City in an all-English European Champions League final. As Chelsea were too good for Real Madrid in their semi-final second leg at Stamford Bridge. Here is uh, Angola Kante, nudges the ball to Timo Werner, back towards Kante. He plays in Havertz, oh. Havertz with a chip, it's the crossbar on the follow-up, Timo Werner! And Timo Werner with the easiest of tasks to head the ball in, almost on the goal line. Pulisic tries to draw the goalkeeper, pulls it back, and there it is. That's the goal that they wanted, and it's Mason Mount from close range. Chelsea have got the second goal. The celebrations can begin. Goals from Timo Werner and Mason Mount saw Chelsea beat Real Madrid 2-0 on the night, 3-1 on aggregate. Chelsea boss Thomas Tuchel says having beaten Manchester City earlier in the season gives his side a boost of confidence going into the final. It gives us a good feeling, it gives us self-confidence and uh, we played that uh, semi-final on the edge and it was uh, we used it because uh, I said said before and I will say, say, say it always for me Bayern Munich uh, throughout the last season and, and uh, to the very, very end of this season 
uh, with Manchester City. They are the benchmark and we wanted to close the gap to, to Man City in this one match in semi-final, which we did on a very impressive performance and we will exactly need the same level of performance again, but it, give, it gave us belief, it gave us self-confidence self for, for every game after that because it is, uh, it is the highest level that you can, you can face and we have these huge challenges in Premier League and we came out of it very, very strong. We showed mentality and quality in all of these matches. So, yes, we will arrive uh, with self-confidence and with a positive uh, energy in Istanbul and hopefully with everybody, no injured players. And we will arrive in Istanbul to win, not to be uh, to be one of the participants. We, we want to arrive because we, we arrive to, with a clear focus to win. Manchester United will resume their Europa League semi-final tie against Roma tonight, but they also face a busy schedule in the English Premier League, having been made to play their postponed match against Liverpool next week Thursday. More from the BBC's Andy Barwell. Manchester United will have to play three English Premier League games in five days, following the postponed home match with Liverpool when thousands of United supporters demonstrated against the Glazer family's ownership at Old Trafford. Well, that game has been rearranged for Thursday, May the 13th. The home match against Leicester City has been moved forward a day to Tuesday next week and Ole Gunnar Solskjaer's team will face Aston Villa away this Sunday. United visits Roma for the semi-final second leg tonight after winning the first leg 6-2. Arsenal will need to overturn a 2-1 deficit against the Spanish side Villarreal if they're to make it an all-English final in the Europa League. The winner of the competition will also be awarded a place in the Champions League next season. It's been five years since Arsenal last qualified for European football's top competition and boss Mikel Arteta says that's not good enough. It's their reality. Um, it's not what we want, obviously, but uh, there are a lot of things that have happened in that period for many reasons. One is because the level is being raised uh, to a standard that is unprecedented in this league. And um, we are not the only club that has been out of that. But obviously, no one accepts that situation. Um, and we want to, to change it straight away. And, and this season, we still have the opportunity to do that. Baltimore Orioles pitcher John Means has thrown a Major League Baseball's third no-hitter of the season and he came within a wild pitch on a third strike of a perfect game. Means struck out 12 and walked none in Baltimore's 6 to nothing win over the Marriers in Seattle. To end the news, top stories once again. A Hong Kong U medical expert calls for the police to be brought in over COVID variant contact tracing. President of the Dogs Association says the government needs to plan for more quarantine places pro-democracy activist Joshua Wong and three others have been jailed for four to ten months for taking part in last year's banned June the 4th candlelight vigil. New Smart HK.
And welcome to the 123 show with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday afternoon. Thursday, the 6th of May, is today's date, and many thanks once again to Phil Whelan for the morning brew today. We have a show full of regulars today. Just 